All right, welcome back again this week, ladies and gentlemen. And I've got to tell you, some of the news I've been reading today was so crazy that I didn't even know how to even put this together. Just wild, wild. We're going to focus, well, we're going to cover some good news and some bad news today. People say I don't give enough good news on the channel. So we'll do a little bit of good news a little bit later on. But let's start with the, with the bad news, of course. And I honestly, it's, it's mind-blowing what's going on at the moment. We have got investigations into politicians, not in some far-off country, middle of nowhere, where it's all corrupt. No, no, we've got these investigations into politicians across Europe, across the um, European Union. We've got this going on with Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland. We've got to start with this, actually, because this is the most amusing, let's say, story that I've read in a while. Because to me, it's blatantly obvious what's going on here. And if you remember a while back, I was doing the walk and talk and I was, can't remember exactly when it was, but it was a few months back now. And she just resigned out of nowhere. And on the walk, I said, she hasn't just resigned out of nowhere. There was no reason for her to resign. This is Nicola Sturgeon, by the way, this lady here, because I just found it hilarious as I was reading through about this investigation. So let me just give you some facts on, on this. This is called Operation Branch Form. So it actually started in May of 2021 into the SNP, so the Scottish National Party. So she, you know, was the leader of this party. Now I've got to tell you some of these facts because it is so wild it's almost, it goes beyond belief. So of course all the media and the papers are saying that, yeah, she was arrested, but she's been released without charge. You know, there's just nothing there, innocent until proven guilty and all of that, which yeah, I, I agree with that. However, let me just give you a couple of alternative facts here. Operation Branch Form, May of 2021. This has been a secretive ongoing operation. So that is over two years this has been going on for. And it all started to come out just as she sort of resigned from the party for no reason whatsoever. Then her husband was arrested, of course. And there was a lot of talk of money laundering and, you know, funds that went missing and, and all this sort of stuff. But of course, still no arrests and no convictions or, or, or anything like that. However, this is where it gets really weird when you actually, you have to find this information not from the mainstream media, from alternative sources, but if you actually go into the facts of this case, it gets really wild. So the one thing the media is actually avoiding talking about is these uh, burner phones and these Amazon purchases, but we'll, we'll get to that. But the most expensive one was a £110,000 brand new camper van or what you would call in you know, America an RV, which was parked on her mother-in-law's driveway in Dunfermline. So this was bought brand new in January 2021 and delivered to the, the mother-in-law's house and parked on the driveway. Never been moved since. So under questioning, this sort of stuff came out. What they're saying is that um, Nicola Sturgeon said, that this, this was actually not theft of funds, party funds, to buy this um, camper van. It was purchased as a COVID battle bus so that she didn't need to use hotels if she needed to go traveling anywhere, that she could use this. <laughs> you can see why I'm laughing. 
she could use this camper van and uh, that would avoid her having to pay for hotels and things like that during during covid <clears throat> yeah okay let's um let's let's run with that so yeah it was parked on this mother-in-law's home it was taken away as evidence but then we have all these other things so there's more than a thousand transactions which were carried out by it says people under investigation and there's only three people under investigation with this her her husband and the treasurer so okay let's not jump to any conclusions here but a thousand transactions of high value purchases on amazon fancy cookware which was also found in somebody's kitchen um, expensive gifts such as pens but the wild one i thought was the burner phones so there was absolutely loads and loads of these burner phones which is what i'm calling them by the way they're calling them unregistered phones and sim cards who that were purchased by these individuals why on earth you would be using burner phones as the leader of the SMP, I'm not sure, but you can see where, and this this gets more wild, we're gonna go on to the MEPs in a minute as well. But the thing that I find quite interesting is how everyone's saying, well, you know, she was questioned for seven hours and released without charge, so that's it. Just think about this for a second. The police don't spend two years putting a case together, and by the way, this was a ridiculous amount of police uh, time and resources. You don't spend two years putting the case together and then arrest someone and then question them for seven hours if you don't think there's any evidence there. It it just wouldn't happen. So uh, there's a lot of protection going on around her at the moment. Even this, uh, the new first minister, Humza Yousaf, thinks that um, she's got nothing to hide. He's not going to suspend her. And he finds the situation shocking and deeply distressing that she's going through this. Okay, Hamza. So the total amount of spending that is unaccounted for is around £600,000. No one seems to know where this £600,000 has gone. Well, I can take a good guess at where the £600,000 has has gone. But let's move on to the European Union now then. And this is absolutely wild. When I first talked about this, I had no idea at the far-reaching consequences and, and just how deep this actually goes. But one thing you can kind of get from all of this is that nothing has changed in terms of human nature and politicians in thousands of years. You can go right back to Rome and before then. Nothing ever changes. So this all began, if you remember, the story I covered on Eva Kali, who is a Greek MEP, deputy president of the European Union. I mean, she is that senior. And she was arrested for money laundering. And of course, everyone rallied to her aid and said, oh, no, no, no. You know, I mean, we don't know why she had hundreds of thousands of euros stuffed into envelopes and hidden in her apartment, but I'm sure it's, you know, all innocent. But it goes a lot deeper now. They found all of these apartments that had been, you know, luxury properties that she owns, her and her partner or, or husband. They own all these luxury properties, but where did the money come from to buy these luxury properties? How did they, there was all these shell, it's very, very complex without getting too detailed on it. But now it's brought in this Demetrius 
I won't even try and pronounce his name, but he was the former EU commissioner. So apparently he's now in the limelight as well. But the most wild thing about all of this is that they're saying that there is more than 100 MEPs that are under investigation right now for this money laundering scandal. Over 100 of them. You see, this sort of stuff, it shouldn't really surprise me, but when I hear it, it does kind of surprise me and make me make me laugh at the absurdity of it that we actually, well, these aren't even voted in, by the way. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but EU politicians are not voted in. So the, the president or the deputy president of the European Union, these are not voted for positions. They're placed into these positions. But the most shocking thing about this entire story is that there's now whistleblowers within the European Union who are saying that all of this, all of these charges, because it went so deep and because there were more than 100 MEPs involved, that they've decided, whoever has decided, I think it was Ursula, they're saying, has decided to actually quash the inquiry and just make it go away because it would be too damaging to the European Union and to all of the citizens if all of this information came to light. So as a result of this, it's saying that these people have just come back to work as if nothing ever happened, including Eva Carly. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. However, she's now been investigated in Greece as well for money laundering. It's, it's absolutely baffling what's going on at the moment. But before we go on to the kind of good news, I just wanted to mention a couple of things going on in, well, over in Germany. And that is that Germany's having a lot of problems. They've actually got the worst forecast now across the European Union for this year. And if the UK was part of the European Union, which it's not anymore, Germany would even be worse than the UK in some regards. Because remember that Germany is more of an industrialized nation. So what are they trying to deal with at the moment? This transition across to renewable energy, which just isn't going to work for Germany. They're going to have to change their entire model of industry, their, their car manufacturing, their, their heavy industry manufacturing, which is heavily based on fossil fuels and, and hydrocarbons. It's not based on solar panels and, and wind power. And not just that. Remember, if you think about Germany, what do you think of? For me, it was always German cars. I, I always used to think of German cars as being some of the best in the world. But of course, now with this move over to electric vehicles, Germany is really losing that, that foothold in the, the vehicle market. Now, the other thing that's happening in Germany at the moment is this aging population. It's not just, it's not just Germany, it's right across Europe, the EU. Well, I guess we can say across the G7 or across the Western world. So much of the working population is going to be retiring over the next 10, 15 years without the new people to replace them because of the, the lower birth rate. And that could be one of the reasons why there are so, why there's so much immigration as well actually coming into Europe. Maybe that's part of this bigger plan by the leaders to actually replace the fact that we've got a lower birth rate and there aren't enough workers with people from, from elsewhere, who knows? But what I can tell you is that this process of decarbonization is not going to end well, not just for Germany, but for Europe as a whole and, and any, other, any other countries. And 
it was only, what, a year or so ago, I, I actually forecast Germany would be the worst hit out of all of them because of the loss of energy that they were getting. Germany could have been an absolute powerhouse and definitely continue to be number one in Europe. But with this loss of energy now, the, the cheap energy, I just don't know how they're going to actually compete in a global marketplace the way they did before. So it's not looking good in terms of a forecast for Germany over the long, long term. All right, so let's give you some good news today. It's always funny when people say in the comments, oh, this guy, Dr. Doom and Gloom or Mr. Doom and Gloom or whatever, he never gives us any good news. Here's the reason that I don't always do good news. And that's because whenever I post good news videos, no one watches them. It gets maybe one third, one half, if I'm lucky, of the normal view rate if I post good news videos. I don't know why. People just don't like good news. People like <laughs> the bad news. I'm the same. I like to watch bad news because I want to be informed of things that are going on. But um, let's look at this good news then. This has just come out in the last hour then for the United States. So the inflation rate has actually dropped now to a 4% annualized rate. Now, let me just add one thing in here because I'm seeing all the celebrations on mainstream media today. Everyone is just a buzz. The stock market will no doubt rally today. <laughs> um, everyone's really happy about these results. Let's just put this into to context with one thing. It's inflation is still rising by 4% year on year. So it's not as if it's, it's now going you know, down to a level. It's not like you're, you're seeing deflation where prices are coming down. Prices are still going up. They're just going up at a lower rate than they were before. So you're still seeing 4% inflation versus what we're seeing in, say, the UK and other EU nations, which is still um, very severe inflation. But at least it's a step in the, in the right direction at, at 4%. But one thing they're not talking about is the core inflation rate in the US. And this is still up 5.3%. So that is that is pretty significant. And I do think that's going to be a, a little bit harder to bring that down than the normal inflation rate. And I'll just put this chart on screen here so you can actually see how this inflation is coming down. But by the way, just remember, even though it says 4%, you've still got to double that to actually give you the accurate inflation numbers for the US and the same with a few other countries because of the way they measure the CPI now. But honestly, I wouldn't get too comfortable, although this is good news today, I wouldn't get too comfortable with this because on the flip side, the US has just announced the highest deficit in terms of trade with other countries. So the trade deficit is absolutely enormous. New jobless claims are at a record high as well. So yes, there is good news, but there is also bad news at the same time. I'm just saying that because don't get complacent from the news coming out today because although it is a celebration on all the media channels, prices are still rising and you could see a calm before a storm later on. It doesn't mean that things are, you know, recovered and everything's back to normal. I still think we're going to see some headwinds coming up. All right, well, that is it for today. A little bit of a shorter video for a change. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Take care. God bless. I'll see you tomorrow.